Welcome to the Lodgecast, the official podcast show of Gentlemen'sAvenue.com. I'm your host, Mr. M. This is being recorded at the Lodge in Whittier, California. We're on the 13th floor of Whittier's tallest building, the Penthouse Suite. We can overlook on this beautiful, clear day all the way to downtown Los Angeles. That's right, folks, the marble floor. You know what? Yesterday, we didn't have the ice sculpture here, but you know what? Today, we went all out. It's made, it's Santa Claus. I don't know if you want to sit on his lap, you might get a nice burn, so it's not a good idea. So anyways, folks, you're tuned in to episode 27, that's 2-7, after the eight-month hiatus, or actually two-month, two months with nothing happening, the podcast is back. Remember, you can find us on our website at gentlemansavenue.com forward slash the Lodgecast. On social media, on Instagram, you can find us at Lodgecast. On, Insta, on Twitter, at the Lodgecast. All of these can be found on iTunes and Google Play. So not only do we have a podcast, which is the audio-only portion, but we also have a vodcast, which is the video. So you're going to want to stay tuned, subscribe, and check out what we got going on because, say, if you want to see you know, this amazing 13th floor penthouse suite studio, you could tune in and watch it. Maybe you're like, you know what? I don't want to watch America's Funniest Home Videos tonight. I want to sit here and watch these amazing gentlemen that I have here today. I have Gabriel, the owner of Uptown Bar. Barbershops here in Whittier, California, and I have my good friend, the knowledgeable Elias Cozio. So you're going to want to stay tuned. That interview will be coming up a little bit later. So remember, if you want to check out and see their beautiful faces in this amazing set, tune in to the vodcast. You can download and stream it, all right? So, okay, so that's that. And I would like to invite our guest, Gabriel and Elias, onto the set. Come on down, guys. Here we are, man. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So here, man, this is... How, how was the uh, the elevator ride up? Smooth. Was it yeah, smooth? smooth? I just had breakfast and made my stomach a little uneasy. That's <laughs> yeah. it. I like the, Chris, the Christmas music. That's a good change of yeah. uh, of music for the holidays. Yeah, you know, festive. Yeah, Chuck Mangione. I was kind of like, you know, <laughs> Herb Albert. You know, I was like, the Tijuana Brass is kind of cool. <laughs> you know, it's a cool sounding band. You know, but yeah. I was like, you know, I think we need to switch it up. Yeah, change you know? is good. I think this morning I heard on the radio. Uh, that cover band of the Beatles, the Fab Four, hmm. they did a, a Christmas carol to Tomorrow Never Knows, which is like one of the most psychedelic Beatles songs. How does that sound? Yeah, you know, I was kind of on an acid trip, I think. For, <laughs> it felt like I was. I'm like, Santa, is that you? Out of body experience. <laughs> the, the, the wino was like, what? What are you talking about? Keep me what you're having. <laughs> Outside of Bailey's liquor store. 
I'm like, anyways, Sounds so we, have, right. we have Elias Kotsios <laughs> on my left, and we have Gabriel from Uptown Barbers. Uh, for those of you who watched our pilot, and I know you watched the pilot episode because you wanted to see what the hell is gentlemansavenue.com doing, and uh, what the hell does he think he's doing? <laughs> and uh, but I had Elias Kotsios on set with me. Uh, you know, he was uh, we cracked open a, a bottle of. Uh, White chocolate, White chocolate I think, yeah. from the brewery, uh, but today we're drinking. What are we drinking today, Elias? What is it? What is it? It's some. Uh, it's a monk beer. Yeah, Heffen Wise beer. <laughs> wise beer. Wise beer. <laughs> Maybe I should have put my glasses on. Yeah, if I knew I was in a. Well, you can at least hold it up to the camera so the folks at yeah. home could see. Uh, and if you're just tuned in, you can uh, listen to us gulp it, maybe, maybe a couple little <laughs> regurgitations. But I st- uh, yeah, I stay away from pronunciations like that. Like even that um, wine and wine Stefaner, mm-hmm. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I don't think that's what it is. No, this isn't it. No, <laughs> I'm not that blind. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> He's like, it's beer. It's good beer. You know what? It's weird. On this label, I was looking. I was like, it doesn't have the percentage. I know, Elias, I'm not asking you to look for it. Yeah, that but, definitely uh, not. It's having a Helen Keller moment right now. <laughs> as long as you reach your mouth. I don't know if that's a good thing. Hold on. He doesn't Hold have on. his glasses. He can't see. So. <laughs> Why does oh. my chest feel wet? Wait, what are we talking about? Are we talking about beer? Reaches your mouth, your chest is wet. What's I said as long as you make it into the orifice. Oh my God. Is this that gangbang <laughs> episode you've been the talking region, about? The region of the mouth? <laughs> yeah. As long as it reaches your mouth and your chest is wet. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Let's let's clean it up. It's Sunday morning. Yeah, let's, let's church it up. You church know? it up. You know what I mean? We already got the uh, monk beer here, partaking as the monks do. Um, I want to say it's from Bavaria. Anyways, enough about this fascinating beer here. This beer, uh, this water's delicious yeah members work it's a, yeah it's holy water <laughs> it's sunday it burns so we have gabriel from <clears throat> uptown barbers yes how are uh, you today yeah you know we we've uh we've worked together and i met you through elias yeah uh elias is is kind of like the the conduit to culture for me sometimes he <laughs> turns me on yeah he knows Hardly. a lot about everything mm-hmm. those rhythm yeah. rockets he got them little, here and yeah little tidbits of useless knowledge yeah. in there <laughs> <laughs> And if he doesn't know it, he'll know it in a, right after you uh, speak of it. No, he's, he's not Cliff Clavin <laughs> from Cheers. <laughs> no, but uh, Gabriel's been barbering for how long? How long have we been barbering? Um, professionally now, this actually past September was the 18th year. 18 I, yeah, years. I've been a licensed barber, but uh, altogether probably about, uh, I'll say about 23, 24 years. Wow. You know, started in the backyard, just like every other uh, barber that, mm-hmm. you know, when they've you just get into cutting your own hair. So yeah, 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 yeah. So that's like that's like almost the amount of time that some of these master barbers, you know, have what, been what? on Earth. What barbers? You know, the masters <laughs> of disasters that are like twenty four years old, uh, twenty five, and you know they uh, they travel the right, world right. and educate and workshops and different times, different times. The sheer tattoo by their eye and. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do for a living? I don't know. I'm gonna guess. I'm yeah. gonna get stabbed in the do dark. You cut hair? Yeah. Cut hair? What is that? A barber pole? Is that or a barber is that pole? A penis? Your cheek? Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell. In the dark. Oh man. <laughs> not, not that I've ever seen any tattoos that look like that. But I'm just saying. So, but you've been barbering. Uh, what what got you started in barbering? Um, you know, like I said, I just start off, you know, cutting my own hair from mm-hmm. high school and not being able to get, you know, that weekly haircut. You know, mm-hmm. so. Started doing it yourself, save some money. You know, I had to like beg my grandma to buy me a pair of clippers when I was mm-hmm. probably like a freshman or yeah, I was like a freshman in high school, you know, so I was like 94 or something like that. So 
Uh, I was yeah, I'm old man. <laughs> People um, were like the '90s were cool. Yeah, yeah. I was 14 in the '90s. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So vintage. So yeah, I mean, just bobbing player clippers, you know. And back then, I had short hair. You know, it was like a number one, like a high fade. You know, mm-hmm. so just started off like that, and then eventually just kept on doing it, kept on doing it. By the time I was a senior in high school, I was doing like eight haircuts a week. You know, mm-hmm. just on one day, making money for the weekend to go out and have fun. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, it's you know, then it just kind of eventually just fell in, fell into it on accident, you mm. know, getting taking two friends to sign up for barber school, and then I was like, man, I already cut hair. I had a friend uh, who I worked for for like nine years, him and his father, they mm-hmm. had a shop out there in Cudahy, and they uh, told me, hey, if you ever want to go to school, go to school, and you know, you have a job. That's what I did. So you 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 got into it because not only were you doing it. <laughs> already on your own but then you got you were taking some friends over to the school and you're kind of yeah you know it was just like i was only one with a car at the time you know, <laughs> uh-huh. i had a little well i still have it my first car you know mm-hmm. 1970 vw bug you know it's mm-hmm. a piece of crap little bastard is his name <laughs> um but uh yeah i gave him a ride to the school right here in uh, east la mm-hmm. royal, royal hair institute you know home of the greats mm-hmm. you know the all the a lot of good barbers out of that school you know mm-hmm. um that's where it's called royal yeah, it's, you know, back then it was just, they were like the only barber school in this area. You mm-hmm. know, there wasn't as many barber schools as there is now and hair uh, cosmetology schools and, mm-hmm. you know, there's everywhere now, which is, you know, it's times have changed, you know. Because you've been, Elias, how long has you been your barber? <sighs> uh, f- eight years now? Yeah, eight years. Yeah, I went in right when the shop opened. Mm-hmm. I was walking through and I... Yeah. yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no. Let him tell a story. I like yeah, to see the gleam in his eye. Look at him. Yeah, the twinkle. <laughs> Maybe I'll put some like music in the background. Like, yeah. Kenny so it G. All, it all Love started, and happiness. It all started at a fetish convention. <laughs> so I was in the latex aisle. Yeah. <laughs> I was coming in through the, there's a little like public parking behind the barbershop. There's mm-hmm. a little walkway that takes you to the village cinemas on Greenleaf. Mm-hmm. So I was walking past. I looked in. That's where I saw the shop. Nice vibe. It just had that that neighborhood barbershop feel you know mm-hmm. not trying too hard just it just was it was one of those barbershops where you walk in it feels like it's been there for 40 years and mm-hmm. little did i know he had just opened um sat down in a chair with who i thought was the owner <laughs> and he cut my hair and then gabriel came walking out from behind to take something out the trash and it all. Yeah. yeah and then i had to, i had to do that 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 difficult uh chair hop Mm-hmm. Where I'm sitting in one chair watching Gabriel cut hair, and I thought, man, I gotta make my way to that chair. <laughs> so I finally had the balls one day. The the barber said, "You ready?" I said, "I'm gonna go in and hold off." <laughs> Felt like such a dick, but <laughs> the rest is history. Yeah. yeah so I, you were you were sledding it. I was a bit. Yeah. He was feeling he was uh you know testing the waters. Yeah. Trying yeah, to see just, uh, putting his trying to dip his toe in every puddle back then. <laughs> well, okay, settle down. <laughs> settle down. <laughs> My parents yeah. might be watching this. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they're yeah, watching it. You're worried about my comments. I have all the ones you're talking about your latex fetish. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Walking the latex aisle. Yeah. Guys <laughs> bumped into each other. Gabriel, does it make you feel uncomfortable? No. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. As long as it's under the cape, we're good. <laughs> yeah, so that, that was it. Yeah, now eight years. It was yeah, 09, yeah. right? 09 yeah, is when you opened up. like nine years, you know, going on nine years. And I followed when he went to his appointment only shop. Started mm-hmm. going there, and then from there back to now. Yeah, mm-hmm. the next uh, that location. was our first shop, which is now you know the you, mm-hmm. know, you, you went to the old mm-hmm. shop, so yeah, mm-hmm. it was four chairs. Now we have the eight chair shop, well six chairs at the moment. So, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it's been it's been you know good. It's been good, man. I mean, I've 
found something I liked very young and stood with it. And, you know, met a lot of great people. Uh, that's like the best part for me, you know, mm-hmm. the job itself. It doesn't feel it's not a job. You know, people talk about it's like, a, you know, they want to go and be a barber, but I don't think they really grasp the full what you get out of it, rather what you're going to get from it. You know what I mean? So, so when you started in, I mean, social media wasn't even no, part of the equation. No, Barbering wasn't even like you wouldn't think of like going to a, a show or, you know, uh, the celebrity barbers uh, taking well, over. It, it, it wasn't necessarily there wasn't, you know, celebrity barbers. It's just, you know, barbers didn't do that. You know, they're more reserved. Uh, Conservative, maybe. No, more like low profile. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like, like the mob, like in the shop. You know, that's it. It's just you know you hear some of the weirdest tale, <laughs> the weirdest tales, you know, in the barber chair. You know, mm-hmm. it's no different than you know getting tattooed and being in a tattoo, and you hear all these stories at the tattoo shop, mm-hmm. or you know, but it's barber shops the same. It wasn't mainstream. Yeah, you know, and especially you know. Now it's a little harder to do that because people have phones now and, you know, they, like that. Mm-hmm. They know, Photoshop you. I've yeah. even seen some of those guys Photoshop their stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, that's just, you know, modern, modern styles, you know. Um, that's not my cup of tea. You know, I'm more mm-hmm. into like traditional cutting and. Um, <laughs> it's all trickery. And then when yeah. you go in and get a haircut by that guy, you say, wait, hold on. <laughs> well, yeah. I want to look like this picture you posted. Well, you know, there was a, a guy that I spoke with. He's 25 years in the industry. Mm. And he he made an interesting comment. And it it, it shocked me. And it, I, I learned from him, you know. And, I, and he said, what barbers don't realize is that celebrity stylists have invaded their industry. Yeah. They haven't realized that yet. That when the barber's up there with the little mic, you know, coming down by his mouth from his ear, you know, like he's doing some sort of infomercial. Yeah. Uh, a, a lot of those aren't even barbers, mm. you know, and they're claiming to be barbers and doing barber haircuts and holding the straight razor, which in California, I don't know if the hair police comes and mm-hmm. arrest you or cites you or Good whatever. State board. <laughs> yeah. State board is what it's called. Or with their barber pole hanging, which in California you can't yeah. unless you're a licensed barber. Mm-hmm. But. I think that's interesting. And I never had thought about that. You know, I, j- I literally had just thought, oh, no, barbers are just becoming blowing up. Yeah. But I never thought, wait a minute. No, it's, it's some of these guys that are transitioning and getting the, the license. It's just a market for it now. You know, social media has done that. You know, it's mm-hmm. opened up the eyes to a lot of different. You know, I can see guys that cut hair in Australia. You know, I've never even been to Australia. So mm-hmm. it's awesome. You know, those aspects. But then it also exposes these other um I guess you say business people because mm-hmm. a lot of it's like business, you know, they do it for the business aspect, which is Dude, fine. It's a $26 billion yeah. a year yeah. industry yeah. and it's growing yeah. for men to get groomed. The grooming industry is <laughs> blowing up. So you don't think the Paul Mitchells of the world, the Vidal Sassoon's of the world. And you know, it's, it's, it's good. Like I, I don't mind the, the exposure, you know, but my thing is it's hard to cipher realness, you know, so mm-hmm. something that's made, like, you know, say like Photoshop, you know, people see and they don't really tend to realize like oh you know it as a bar from a barber's aspect that's not necessarily a uh, perfect haircut you know not not you know mm-hmm. yeah because you could cheat differently than yeah. everybody else would a lot of people they're blinded by you know the cool facial hair or the tattoos and yeah. and the way the shop set up so when they go in they get the the visual aspect as far as everything around them so aesthetically it's cool yeah. but then once they get the haircut i guess they're 
they're so into everything else. They don't even pay attention to how shitty their haircut was. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, but like I said, some people don't mind. You know, it's, it's more of a service. Sometimes you know, sometimes they, people say we have terrible service. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, you know, really, maybe it's not the service you're. you're mm-hmm. Well, I think it's more the 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 fad. The fact that people are out there, they're they're looking, they're going like, um, I want this, and they show you the image from, and nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But I think as long as they're going to a legit establishment with yeah. this legit, well, you know, it's you know, like for me, a barbershop in in the eyes of me, a barbershop is different. You know what I mean? Compared to you know someone who just goes to get a haircut somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I go into a barbershop and I noticed. I notice a certain issue, like, you know, how the chairs Mm -hmm. are set up, how the lighting is of the shop, you know, and then I see barbers, how they carry themselves, you know, and, 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 you know, it's my thing is, you know, you're going to go to barbershop, you know, you, most of the time you can relate to cutting your hair after a while, after you, you know, like me and Aliyah's always tell like, dude, it's like I, I met this, if I would have met this dude 15 years earlier, you know, would who knows our relationship would have been, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, this guy's, you know, like I said, met him walking through the parking lot, you know, through Mm -hmm. the, of the shop, you know, to the, where are you going anyways, dude? Yeah, I don't even remember now. Yeah, I was but, probably going to get an ice cream cone right there on the yeah, You know what's funny is because I, you know, I'll sidetrack real quick. Dipping dots? Yeah, dipping dots. <laughs> yeah, like I was taking out the trash and he was walking in. I was like, man, do you want to cut that dude's hair? And sure enough, he walked in the barbershop. And I was like, fuck, I missed, I missed that one. <laughs> fuck, you know? But yeah, you know, it's just, like I said, it's just, it exposes people now to a mm-hmm. bigger, bigger realm of barbering, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's cool to see people doing it around the world and it's still doing, you know, there's traditional ways, but like you said, it is high, highly, stylist or cosmo uh influence now you know mm-hmm. which is that's fine as long as you know they do it correct and, and that's the hard part how do you feel about double dipping where you have a guy with a straight razor on one hand and like threading on the other hand to <laughs> do eyebrows you and know shit, what? you know like i said man you know some <laughs> some people are in it for the for their monetary gains you know and they do all everything to to do that for money yeah mm-hmm. what do you know what they do whatever it takes and whatever service they can provide that's great you know, but me personally, I, I'm I'm more of the traditional barber. I just we're gonna come in, we're gonna have a good time, have a good talk shit, get a good haircut, have a good time, you know, get yeah. a good haircut. You know, and I mean, most importantly, dude, you know, is I like to you know I like to build relations with my customers. You know, mm-hmm. you know, because after a while, it's like, oh, it's my friend. You know, I don't really, I don't really have time to go out and hang out with most people. You know, I go run the streets and do stuff like that, like I used to. You know, as a youngster, mm-hmm. you know, I got responsibilities now, family, kids. You know, mm-hmm. so wife. You know, and and when I have my free time, you know, it's at the barbershop, you know, it's yeah. fucking cool fucking job, you know, like I get to hang out and bullshit all day, you know, it's your place. Yeah. yeah. It's my place. You know, I don't really complain about my home space, you know, like I have a man cave, you know, it's in uptown Whittier, right in the center of the city. You know, <laughs> well, that's so. what they say. They say that every man has three places in life. You have work, you have home and the barbershop. Yeah. You know, and if you can have that as your place yeah. and that's what it is, right? When you walk in, I mean, uh, for a long time, and maybe a lot of people still don't really know who I am as a person, but you know, I used to walk into shops, and I even now, if I walk into a shop, whatever, and you know, I, just to check it out, whatever, and it's interesting to see how their vibe, whether it's a, a place that's friendly that you just want to sit there and shoot the shit, and you're like, man, this is actually like the real deal. It's not all like these pretentious assholes mm. that are like too cool to cut your hair. Yeah. And you're sitting there looking at them going, but you look the part. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there, there's in other industries, it's like uh, a nurse could never pretend to be a doctor. Yeah. Never. You would be like, 
he would be like outed and mm-hmm. shamed mm-hmm. and the industry would like go crazy doctors would be like fuck that so doctor <laughs> yeah you know because of what the surf the service they're performing they weren't trained for yeah they aren't qualified they're qualified for a service but not this one and i think that's something that's interesting to me with barbering um that they're that there's these these infiltrators you know, well, and they are. You know, it's started. You know, there's a lot of businessmen. You mm-hmm. know, in in barbering now, which is you know, it's part of you know something gets big. You know, and finally, businessmen take notice to it. You know, and that's what happened in in the case of you know the barber industry. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fine. You know, as long as if you're going to do something like that, represent it to what it's supposed to be mm-hmm. represented. Don't don't do it because of financial reasons. Yeah. You know, gain because it's at that point you're not really in the love for. Because in yeah. Whittier, I think there's something like maybe over 20-some shops. Which is crazy, yeah, because initially that was the issue, that there was maybe a handful, but they didn't really provide the service that I wanted. Like, the majority mm-hmm. weren't doing, you know, nice. To me, I grew up in barbershops. So always mm-hmm. what I did. I've always gone to barbershop in America since I was a kid. That's where my parents took me, and that's what I did. Um, but everywhere you go, the only places that were still really doing it without calling themselves a traditional barbershop was like, in the, for instance, where he was from, Cudahy. Almost every barbershop, they were still doing the hot lather, cleaning you up. And to me, that felt like the last step of your haircut. You walk out and just the way it felt and just the smell of that bay rum, you were good to go. Yeah. And coming to these other places didn't feel the same because they would, you know, line you up with just the, maybe that peanut or whatever it is machine and then you're on your way, you know? Yeah. So I looked around and didn't when I saw his that's when I saw a difference. And then shortly after, I think people saw how profitable it is. And now there's one on every corner. Are they all good? And there's only one way yeah. to find out. But most of the time, it's all gimmicky. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, it's all, like I said, when it comes to, like, the actual barbers in the barbershop, you know, it's different. Um, there's a lot of good dudes in the shops around town, you know, and they're all good barbers, you know. But it's just, you know, my my um, my thing is, like, you know, at the time when I opened up my shop, I didn't really do anything different than what I've been doing my whole career. You know, mm-hmm. I just came in and brought a service back to Whittier, which is it wasn't there at the mm-hmm. moment. You know, so there was no barbershops that were doing hot lather shaves. You know, there was you know nothing like that. And it was just like I said, you know, I was cutting hair and cutting for almost almost ten years. I left that my night. So in Cudahy, then they weren't doing the hot lather. No, we were, were doing that. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were. We were. Okay, but, you know, so, but so, I, I've never. I didn't. What yeah. I'm saying is, I didn't never done anything different. You know, like there's. He just you continued know, what he was taught. Yeah. Then, then what yeah. about those? What about those individuals out there that claim that they're the ones that you know, brought I, that I, back? See, but oh, I think shit. I think it's just you know a matter I mean, what of do you where think? you're at. I, mean, I need to hear. I need to hear. I mean, it's just I, a matter of I'm where just you're a at. Customer, you, you know, yeah. it's just a matter of where you're at. You know, where you grew up, where you cut yeah. hair at. But do know? we call it? What do we? Is it truth? Know. Like I said, no. no I mean, somebody has to say. In other words, that's like saying, well, in my town or in my county, I never went to a burger stand yeah so and then i started doing hamburgers again and i'm the fucking burger king the burger king yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean at some point somebody's gonna go no there was other fucking people doing it why school this little shop in in maywood i would drive Uh from whittier all the way to maywood Uh because they would still do what they call now the traditional haircut i just knew it was a barbershop to Uh me it was what it was and the dude was just a regular man they used to cut hair same barber banter though, you know, talking shit, joking. I mean, there was one man who used to cut my hair, and he would cut it, and I would hear, and he'd look over because he was right I by the I can't window. Believe you said his name in front of me right now. Face. That's like an old flame, an old <laughs> yeah. flame. How dare you? How good was he? Yeah, I have his name right here. <laughs> first, first barber. Ever. Is that what that Nick is right there? That's in your head from? Like a, yeah. I always wonder what that Jay stood for. Painful reminder. I stood for your watch, Jennifer. 
So and he would he would do he was right off of Slauson. Mm-hmm. It was a busy area, so gals would walk by, and he would uh, I hear the noise, and I knew. And as he's cutting my hair, he would turn my chair to the window mm-hmm. so I could see him go by. And I, I start I was like. 13, 12, 13 when I was going there, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Gabriel, it's, a, it's that same tradition because when I'm with Gabriel, he's cutting my hair and, you know, same thing. I mean, not that we gawk at women or anything like that, but if there happens <laughs> to be a, an attractive young lady going by, he'll have that same, he grabs my chair and out of respect because he knows I can't turn around, he'll move my chair over, continue cutting. <laughs> as soon as a beautiful young lady goes by, he'll turn me right back. Mm-hmm. You know? Back to business. Back to mm-hmm. business. And that's that barber feel that sometimes it just, it's something that, you learn early on and it's not something you know it's I can't I can't explain it I guess my boys went to Gabriel for their first haircut Mm -hmm. and it's one of those things where they will go for their first date they will go I mean they went for the first day of school they went for the you know every milestone that Mm -hmm. they hit they're gonna have memories going to the barbershop and then once they get married or once they have that important date whatever it is their first job interview they're gonna go in there and get cleaned up and they're gonna remember that so and, you know that's like that's, the, you know those are and that's the stuff that I was talking about. You know, there's mm-hmm. all these little things about barbering that can't they fake really, that. You know, you can't, you can't, you have to have those relationships. Like you know, mm-hmm. you got to have like kids in the barbershops. You know, my thing is like mm-hmm. kids bring life to the shop. See, man. and that's another thing, right? That people, it's a rite of passage. It's part of being at least, and it's not to be gender like biased or nothing, but it is part of growing into a man. Yeah, uh, and that's something we did before, and I'll pull it up right now. Um, because Gabriel did address this in the first traditional tattoo journal. That was a couple um, years ago. Too. Yeah, a couple years ago. And this is the cover, which will appear to well, be probably by Elias's head somewhere. But <laughs> teach them young. You know, here you are with two amazing, probably the most handsomest young boys. Uh, I would say so. <laughs> but, uh, you know, here it defies it. It defies every stereotype because some shops don't even allow yeah. young kid boys. I mean, I'm not saying like daycare center, bring all your whole family, yeah. but those that want to get a haircut. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing, you know, like I came from a single mom, you know, mm-hmm. and I couldn't imagine, you know, taking a kid to a barbershop and you can't, you know, first of all, for a woman to take a, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm talking about single moms too, you know, like taking yeah, cause a kid a to a barber. Yeah. It's not just a dad. You take a, you take a, a, a kid into the shop, you know, it's, that's hard to walk into a shop full of men. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uncomfortable, you know, especially, you know, that's why at our shop, we, we're, we're very, uh, uh, oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> he was quiet all the way till the. I was the- doing so good. I thought if I pull this off, I am fucking awesome. Dude, he was like ninja. And then like, <laughs> right as his hand went in the cookie jar, yeah. he knocked it over. <laughs> you know what it is? It's my depth perception. I don't have my glasses. I don't know what's going on at the time. You know, so you. like, you know, like I said, like the kids, you know, bringing and hearing them laugh, hearing them cry. It's all part of the, part of the barbershop, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, if you can't have a kid, you know, where they, how are you supposed to teach a kid to act in a barbershop? Yeah, where else is he going to get a haircut, yeah, right? Yeah, if, you know he, I mean? if he can't go to the barbershop. I'm trying to raise a man, you know, so, yeah. you know, that's the way I see it, you know. And where's your future clientele coming from? Are they just going to magically appear? You know, yeah. <laughs> you know kids grow up. Yeah. yeah. You know those up. dudes you're cutting hair, right? Yeah, you know those yeah. guys that are sitting in your chair now, once upon a time, they were kids. Mm-hmm. Well, see, because in this picture, it's your barber chair. Mm-hmm. How old's that barber chair? Um, Like early 1900s 1890s i mean and here you have these young young men mm-hmm. that's what they are they're young men they're not babies yeah they're young men they're meaning, men in training exactly yeah. and that's the, the the beauty of the article was teach them young 
um, and or actually a place where boys become men mm-hmm. because it was that experience of being in a shop, learning the smells, the fragrance. I mean, I remember as a kid, man, Absolutely. going. I I had this like, uh, in my my childhood barbershop is still there. I actually ended up featuring them, I think, in an article, but. I can totally remember the smells, mm. the lady smelling like cigarettes, mm-hmm. like this lady with a butch haircut and just like cuss like a sailor, but she fit right in to the barber world. Mm-hmm. But the fragrances, the smells, it was all like there and it was a good experience, mm-hmm. you know, learning customer service, you know, learning yeah. to tip. Like my dad would give me the money to tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't like him. So there was that sense of like responsibility of looking at the people that are providing that service to you you know matter of fact i even tell the guy who owns it now i tell him that if he ever sells one of those chairs man i want it and it's not even like an Mm -hmm. old 1940s chair it's not it's like from the 50s or 60s memory but yeah i'm like i probably sat in this barber chair as a child but that's the thing is if they had a sign that said no kids allowed where in the fuck would i have gone yeah Super cuts? Yeah, and you know, you might not have been talking, doing a show about what you're doing about now. You, know, you might be doing something yeah. else. Might be a blogger or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What, 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 what are we doing? Are we 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 taking away the masculinity out of the shop because we feel, oh no, we're you know we're going to talk about adult subjects? Well, you know what? The kids probably hear worse shit in the playground. Oh, yeah, they, def- they definitely, definitely, definitely do. Definitely, <laughs> they don't. It's you're not protecting that child. You know, it's, you know that's the thing. You go into a barbershop, you know, and we change it up. You know, if we got little kids in there, you know. <laughs> We'll change up the language, you know, and but you know we usually feed off the parents, you know, and you know if they cuss around their kids, we're not going to drop the freaking all the f bombs in the world. We'll drop some, you know, but it's still going to be at you know lower. And half the time, the kids are in tablet or something, they're not even paying attention to what's going yeah, on while the the talking yeah, is going yeah. on, you know. Yeah. Well, not only that, but you your clientele isn't just the hip people yeah. in society. No, it's I, everybody, right? I'm sure you have yeah, pastors that's a, and you know, cause that's ministry. A, that's you know, that's thing, you know you, it's hard to create that environment for um, your shop, you know, cause you have to keep a balance of everything. Cause you know, we got guys that go in there that, you know, do some crazy stuff and you don't want to, you know, be around dudes like that, you know? And, but then you got like, you know, the mom, you know, who's bringing the kids for a haircut mm-hmm. you know, you got the grandpa who's coming in for the haircut, you know? And, uh, yeah, families are like we had a couple months ago. I'm not kidding. You, there was like a full camera crew in my shop of this little mm-hmm. boy's first haircut, and I was like, "Man, it's awesome!" You yeah. know, I even took a picture of it, and it's just like 15 people. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you, <laughs> and just surround this little boy getting a haircut. And I'm like, "Man, I thought it was like a reality show when I walked. Mm-hmm. I came back from lunch. I'm like, what happened here? Like, who are these people? Mm-hmm. You know?" But you know, it's it's, it's just important, I think, to raise your kids. You know, your especially your boys in a barbershop. You know, mm-hmm. and and you know, it's funny because my wife. Tells me that when she was little, she used to go to a barbershop with her dad. And she's like, I remember the smells of like the, the mm-hmm. aftershave. She's like, but I always remember when I went to the barbershop, I would always get a lollipop. Mm-hmm. And that's what she, it's funny. That's her memory of the barbershop. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, for me, I have a bunch of memory. You know, I, I we used to walk to the barbershop from my house where I, where I grew up in Pico Rivera. So there was a barbershop literally on the other side of the street from where I grew up. Mm-hmm. And it was just uh, one of those things where I remember the first day I walked to the barbershop by myself, you know, my grandma like walked me across Passions Boulevard and I was all like, whoa, I'm walking to the barbershop by myself, you know, with my money in my back pocket, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> just going to the barbershop like, hey, what's up, guys? And, you know, they knew I was coming. She called ahead, you know, my good, my guy, my uh, grandson's going over, you know, and he's going to get a haircut. I walked in feeling like the man, you know, because I used to go there. So I was sitting on a booster a couple months ago, you know, <laughs> now I'm walking in the barbershop by myself. So. 
You know, it, it's like all those exact same things. I go to the barbershop with my dad. He tell me, sit down, shut up, listen, wait your turn. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, what I did. You know, then after a while, you get to, you move up in stature and, you know, status, I'm sorry, in the, in the, um, barbershop you know mm-hmm. so they start talking to you a little bit more hey buddy how's school you know these little things and you have these great ass conversations with grown-ass men you know they're down totally talking downplaying themselves you know because mm-hmm. they're talking to a little kid you know but it's me you know it's fun you know mm-hmm. it's where i saw my first freaking pair of boobs you know pretty much you know <laughs> got caught you know yeah it's pretty fun the passions barbershop yes that's uh that's where the, the shop I, I uh used to go as a kid well you know as as obviously all three of us here we have sons and i mean that's the thing of i couldn't imagine if there was an access mm. and i know there is shops for whatever reason and that's their business model and i don't give a fuck what you do yeah. in your shop but i do believe as a father that you know what that's you're, you're kind of like handcuffing mm. and, and you're kind of like pushing us back as men because yeah. It's not traditional. No, it's That's not. not a traditional idea. Yeah. I mean, that is a too cool for school mm. idea. Mm-hmm. That is not a traditional barber idea. Yeah. It's not a tattoo shop. Yeah. Tattoo shops, I understand, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you yeah, bring little kids around. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. I, I understand that that's a whole different animal, you know, sanitary issues and all other stuff. But with barber shops, I think, you know, where, where else, right? Where else are they going to learn? Yeah. I mean, you know the importance, like you said. You you already understand that your child is going to experience these things, and you want them to, yeah. Because research has shown, not research funded by Paul Mitchell or Vidal Sassoon, but universities have shown that you, when you look good, you do when you know you feel good. Yeah, there is that mm-hmm. correlation. Mm-hmm. And if that little boy, whether and I yeah, like you were saying earlier about your wife with the the candy, mm-hmm. yeah, and they were like the dum dums or something. Yeah, it wasn't even yeah. like an exquisite candy that I got to stick my hand in at the yeah. barber shop. It was probably like the weirdest plain candy, but it was like the best. Yeah, it was you the know what barber I mean? shop lollipops are the best. Yeah. Like ours are imported straight from yeah. Italy. Yeah, <laughs> like ten pounds for like five bucks. You're like, yeah, it's not exquisite. It's not like high end crazy stuff, but it was so good. Yeah. Cause you, you look good. You felt good. But, you know, and, and then you, you got know, that little treat. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like the expressions on, on like their face. You look, look at that dude. They're all happy. And, mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, dude, that's the exact face. They, when they, when they pick their lollipop out of their jar, they're like, dude, I just <laughs> earned this haircut right now. You know? So, well on the, and Gabriel's referring to the cover, of the traditional barber yeah, journal. That's I'm looking at. And that was probably one of the most amazing things I've seen. I've been in plenty <laughs> of shops and have, Tens of thousands of pictures of Barber doing different things. But this was amazing because I do have other pictures of this event because Gabriel, we we coordinated this thing in the morning, right? It was, I don't know, maybe a weekday, weekend morning, and, and we, we got there in the morning, and Gabriel's like, going to do two, I don't know how old was Nico, what, three, like four? Two, two or three. Two now? or three. Yeah, he might have been two. So Gabriel's going to do two kids. Mateo was, how old was he in that picture? Uh, like, under a year months. yeah under yeah, a year yeah. so gabriel's gonna pull off on a saturday or sunday morning two little boy haircuts under two or three years old yeah and like pull them both off yeah. while we photograph and uh yeah, it has to look perfect because it's gonna be documented yeah <laughs> yeah last forever and no here's pressure. no pressure here's yeah. one of the pictures because yeah he, little shop, and the little he, shop right there he, yeah this is this was your single chair shop that you used to have but it was crazy because the speed 
and you had there was a lot of skill involved. See, maybe that's what it is. Maybe these guys that don't want kids in the shop is because they don't have the patience or the skill set. You know, it's, to you do know, it <clears throat> because the kid can move. Yeah, right. The little right. kid is can move, can start having a tantrum, can start freaking out with water. Yeah, the sound of the clippers, and oh, yeah. you knew. Like I was watching, you were like a ninja, like <clears throat> strike and move in. Cut, move in, cut. Like yeah. you had to anticipate it's like a dad, you know, the child. Like, when you cut kids' hair, it's more on their what they're gonna do. You not, you don't want they don't. You never try to make them do what you want. You know, it's you kind of just cut do a, what they allow you to cut. In mm-hmm. that same chair, my youngest son, he caught him like a fish. Because <laughs> he would turn around really quick to do something, and <laughs> that Damien, food. which is my youngest, not the boy in this picture, but the other one, he just fell forward. He like slipped off the and he had his finger on the roof of his mouth holding him up. Dude, I hooked him, bro. I was like with his hand. I was like, yeah. oh. I'm like, at least and I get him. And I grabbed get him. Yeah. But see, that's the thing, right? That, that these that the, that the barbers have to understand, yes, it may be more work and maybe they're upset. Oh, they didn't tip more. They're not going to give me more because, you know, and, and some I've heard, some make it about money. Yeah. Like, oh, they should pay me the same as an adult. You're, you're, you're doing it for the wrong reason. If you're a barber, you know, there is monetary gains, you know, in, in it, you know, but you have to, you know, I take more from, I get more from what I get from it rather from what I make from it. Mm-hmm. You know? So, you know, and I've been blessed, you know, to be worked with uh, great barbers through my lifetime. You know, even when I was working for someone, you know, mm-hmm. I was surrounded by great barbers. The reason, they're a big reason why I was, you know, I, I was in a well-mixed shop, you know, and a man who was cutting hair for, you know, since he was like, 12 years old or something like that mm-hmm. in Mexico, you know? So it was a great, what greater person for me to be under, you know? And then his son, which was my friend, a couple years older than me, but he was a great barber. Too. He's a good barber, you know? Well, I also have another picture, which I really like. This is probably one of my all time favorite pictures mm-hmm. of Nico, because here he is after. <laughs> and, and if you look at the magazine and you look at the, you look at the, you could download this free online, but there was the before the before picture of the yeah. little rugrats, yeah. little miscreants, <laughs> looking totally, totally like just disheveled. Like, yeah, just. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they were little street kids. Yeah, you know, selling like, chiclets in Tijuana. Where did I hook with a free haircut? <laughs> yeah, here, but I can help you out. But here's uh, Elias' son Nico. Just, I, I mean, it was like this is like little man. This is like little dapper. It's like he's. And he just got told, what do you mean I have to take out the trash? I mean, yeah. he just sat yeah. down. <laughs> well, that Can you one, bring my Lunchable, please? And, and you remember how, how, how naturally that one happened mm-hmm. because we were doing it and we kept telling him, okay, buddy, we're almost done. You keep mm-hmm. saying that. He was already getting frustrated. <laughs> yeah. So he had the magazine at one point. I think we were already done. And he was still sitting in the chair, got the magazine, he was looking out. And then that's when I think Mariluz caught it and took that picture. And Yeah, after like probably, what, 40, 50 lemon heads or something? Oh, exactly. I was just <laughs> <laughs> His yeah. lips are all red. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's like in a sugar overdose yeah, right now. I'm, I'm coming down right now hard. I'm well, we got it done. Hard off the sugar. Yeah. We got it done. What am I holding? Who, yeah. Where am I looking? <laughs> what am I doing now? But see, you that's, know, a th- that's the thing, right? Yeah. I mean, and, 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 and you know, that goes to, um, you know, how, how you learn to cut hair, you know, because, you know, I had, like I said, I have great mentors, you know, before me, you know, then these are the guys that made me want to be a barber, you know, mm-hmm. and become yeah. better as a barber and, be, you know, go deeper as just being a barber to my customer, mm-hmm. you know, like. There's a lot of, of coats, you know, you wear as a barber, you know, you're, you know, mm-hmm. therapist, you know, you, you listen, you're good. You have to be a good listener to be in barbering, mm-hmm. you know? And the transition, like when I went into that shop, I was looking for a good haircut. Yeah. Found a good barber and it goes from barber to friend to almost like family now. Yeah. You know, it gets those things where our kids play together and then our wives get along, which, 
is a good thing. You know, if wives don't get along, that's not happening, you know? <laughs> we both sat in anticipation. Are they getting along? I think they're getting along. I think we're good. Dude. Cheers, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're safe. We're yeah. good. <laughs> we, our relationship can continue. I see yeah. parting in our future. Yeah. <laughs> So, but you know, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of like how you're trained as a barber, mm. you know, cause like I said, I was brought up by great mentors, even from barber school, you know, guys mm. that, uh, the guys I were under was, you know, Mr. Perez out there. Um, there was this Gardunio, there's a lot of teachers, you know, but there's a lot of heavy hitters that came out of that shop in this area, you know? So there's mm. a shitload of great barbers. That, so, that so, so could we safely say then that you guys remember Rocky, right? Remember when Rocky wanted to learn to fight? Yeah. What did they do? They put him in there with a the chicken. He had to chase this chicken around the yard, right, in order to be a good fighter. Mm-hmm. So could we say then maybe that you should learn how to cut a kid's hair because that's probably the most difficult cut. Yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll do. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it is. You know, because you have very little time frame. Mm-hmm. You know, they only give you about twenty minutes. You know, until they're going to lose either lose bat shit or they're going to give up. Yeah, and yeah, just yeah. Let you cut their hair better. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. And I try to, you know, I usually do a kid's haircut in under under twenty five minutes. You know, mm-hmm. it's just detailed too. You know, so and then that's the part where you know it's just experience. You know, and you know they have smaller heads. You know, it's really quick work. I don't know mm-hmm. why it's not it's not difficult once you learn. Mm-hmm. I never, you know, I see those videos where they're holding the kids down. You know, and I'm like, dude, what the heck are you doing? You're <laughs> oh, fucking that, up that kid's. That's why he's going to fucking supercuts, or yeah, he's gonna yeah. have a fucking long haired fucking you know in his future. You know, so. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, you don't want to do that to a kid. Come on, bro. Like, you're really going to go pin a kid down to cut his hair. You're just fucked up that experience for him mm-hmm. in life, you know? And some of the people, you know, they don't give a shit. You know, it's just give me the give me the fucking money. And so. that's what, and you almost anticipate the movements. It's almost like you're almost yeah. like you're holding a coffee in a bumpy road and you're mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, it's, it seems the same way. As a kid moves, you're moving, whether it's the shears yeah. or you're using the... the but I see, I think in, your, in the article, that's the stuff that you addressed was not only the fact of, look, there's... Sometimes dads aren't in the picture. Yeah. It's a single mom. Mm-hmm. Warehouse is the kid going to go? Yeah. You know, and maybe that's stuff that you, maybe they're not teaching in barber school. And maybe they're not teaching that at these you master barber workshops when they're doing like a yeah. quarter inch hard part. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or the fastest fade or whatever with their little mining, coal mining <laughs> headlamp, whatever, and their black gloves, surgical gloves, that they're not talking about the reality of who is your clientele? Yeah. When people walk through the door, that's to me, I look at it, that's almost on par with saying, well, you're a different color. We don't, we don't cut your hair. Yeah. Cause I'm sure is key in that. Yeah. Because yeah. in the end, these are things that are part of traditional barbering that should continue on uh, because it does challenge you. And, but yet you, your stuff has gone out throughout the world you know what i mean people have seen this this i know for sure in japan was super big the, mm. the this magazine issue which recently you got to meet a good friend mr abe yeah he was awesome right here we yeah. have a picture of uh gabriel with mr abe and uh june our translator yeah it was awesome dude. right was actually, what was that like i mean here here's you know a- man to be honest it's like you see these people on instagram you know that's like the then this is the part where i think instagram and the, all these social media outlets are amazing you know because like i said i never would have met this gentleman Mm-hmm. You know, and we were pretty much cut hair around the same amount of time. You know, we're complete. Look at us. We're completely two different ages. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like, fuck, I would never have fucking met this gentleman ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If it wasn't for the internet mm-hmm. or the social media, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for you, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like to bring him here to the shop, it was an opportunity of something where yeah, I can dude, it was fucking badass. you know, mm-hmm. just to meet the dude. And, I mean, he, look at the guy fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah, and it's it's crazy because you can't communicate, <clears throat> which Elias knows because yeah. uh, when uh, 
some Japanese came, I think, the year before. Um, luckily, same thing. There was a translator. Yeah, well, we were interviewing. It was two from Japan and one from Korea. So oh, that Korea. was another time, yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, so, about different? No, I was thinking about the other uh, time when they came. And that one, we had two different translators, and we were trying to work and ask some <laughs> questions, see how it's working out, and wow, that was interesting. Yeah, and it is crazy because you meet people because of social yeah. media and because of the work. Because mm-hmm. it's not like, it's not hype. Mm-hmm. Just like yourself and what you do at Uptown Barbers, it's not hype. That You're just showing your life. Yeah, and you know, you know it, it's like, we were talking and we, we, ha- we had like almost the same like experience, you know, like he's been cutting hair, I think a couple years more than myself. Mm-hmm. Was he like 20? I think 22, 23 years old. Yeah, he was a couple years old more than myself. So it was cool, you know, and, and, you know, that's the thing, you know, when I came up, you know, we meeting someone like the, when you met a barber back in the day, it was like, almost like, all right, dude, is this full holding a straight razor behind his back or, or is he going to be cool, you know? Yeah. Cause you know, it was just, they're very territorial from back in the day. So now because of this, like, social media thing it's cool to see everyone you know barber love yeah barber love sometimes a little too much no you know <laughs> but again I mean, i'm a customer so it's different i'm seeing it from a different perspective no, I mean, versus a, thing, you know, yeah. a barber just, business just, owner like yeah. my thing is like, it's bunk cool. beds they share bunk <laughs> beds man, it's cool to meet all these so all these people, other one sleeping bag oh man your haircut is so good i want to blow you so hard okay but you're gonna get a guest spot in this barbershop relax when you you on your tour, you could chill in his barbershop for three weeks. Sorry, Gabe, I hope I'm not putting you in a difficult no, position. But see, no, I like my that's perspective. Not me, that's you. I know, I know. But I mean, because you're I'm stuck just, in the I'm just listening. I'm not going to be guilty by association. Fuck this guy. I'm, I'm, he's uh, not, he's, he yeah. used to be my customer. Yeah, he used to be. I'm not going to, I no longer affiliate myself with Elias. Uh, next Friday just uh, got busy. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, your five o'clock appointments every Friday are done. <laughs> opening on five o'clock. Yeah, it's Friday. just. I guess it's hard for me to understand it because again, I the, the bar, I didn't go to Supercrest before, Fantastic Sam's mm-hmm. or any of that shit. I always went to barbershops and it was never an issue where you get there and, hey man, is so-and-so there? Oh no, man, he's on tour right now. So who the fuck's going to come out here now? This <laughs> yeah. is the guy I go to. My son needs a haircut. What are you supposed to do? Oh no, he's too busy, dude. He's on a, I wish I could be like more active on social media, but I just, I can't, you know, I don't yeah. have the time, you know, something like that is just like, I got, I got the shop to worry about, you know, um, you know, wife and kids, and it's like I, I, my free time is my free time. You know, it's, you're you're not you're into marketing yourself. You're not out there into the hype know, see, and the celebrity. You see, but that's you know that's where I'm different. Yeah. Um. You no, know, but like I said, it's because of the era I grew we I grew up in barbering. You know, when I say grew up is like that's the era I was growing up. I was a little kid. You know, when I when I was uh, first started barbering. So we didn't we didn't you know back then we didn't chase customers. You know, we were taught to have customers chase you, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, cut good hair. You get your workspace first. Yeah, exactly. You know? Cut good hair and people are going to be waiting, you know, and they're going to come in, they're going to follow you. I, I was at Home Depot the other day and I was looking for Christmas things that I needed. And the guy's like, I'm talking to him, hey man, what hour do you have? Oh, it's on the, hey, where do you get your hair cut at? I said, dude, I'm asking you where the fuck the steel wire's at, you know? <laughs> and I said, oh, you're not Tom Barbie. He said, man, it's a really sick haircut. I said, thanks. And that's what happens, you know, yeah, they're not, you, they're not just and that's stumbling the, that's on your, on your he didn't touch your hair, did you? He did a little bit. <laughs> was it a caress or a touch? Like, a little bit of both. <laughs> like, Mar, I didn't even make, I didn't make a business card. What? Because I, I know there's some people that brag about their business no, cards. No, I didn't make business card until I was like 10 years, until I opened up my shop. I didn't mm-hmm. open up a business card because it wasn't even for me. It was because, you know, I had an, a barber with me. So I had to start making cards to promote the shop, you know, hang mm-hmm. out when people would come in with questions. And, but, you know, like 
but see, that's the difference, you know, from when I came, it was more, it was an old, old school business, small mom and pops operation, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what I do in my shop. You know, it's nothing great, you know? And it's like, dude, I don't know how many followers we have on Instagram. I didn't do crap shit. I just yeah. post pictures of shit that I see, like. See, and I think and, that that's what social media, that's the back, the, the, the kind of negative side effect of social media is that the number of followers translates to, to credibility. Yeah. Oh. And, and it could be, you know, they just paid whatever, $15 for like 15,000 people yeah. to sign in in India to like it or follow them. And I think that that is something that is a danger. And threat-wise, what do you see as a threat in barbering? Um, I don't really see any threats. You know, I see a lot of stuff that I don't like. But Tell more, us about what you don't like then. I, I want to it. It's just like the business part. You know, I don't mm-hmm. like, there's like a lot of businessmen. Like, you know, like a lot of like future like, barbers, man. If you're trying to become a businessman for your, do it as a collaborate. If you're going to collaborate with someone, do it with a barber. Mm-hmm. Don't do it with someone that's going to invest in, in you, you know, because at the end of the day, you're going to be doing all the work. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, that's the stuff I don't like. Um, there's a lot of business, you know, it's just businessmen. There's opportunities out there, which is great. You know, that's what you're into it for. That's what you're going to get into it. But don't go in and call yourself a barber or a master barber or anything like that. Because I don't even use that term, you know, master barber. To me, it's just like, you know, when I, I'm trying to see if I meet a barber, it's like, oh, how long have you been cutting here? And just by talking to them, I can tell what type of barber they are, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, it's, and it's just because I, I want to know. Like, my thing is I'd rather know the person before than a barber. Mm-hmm. And once I get to know them, then I could tell you I could tell you what type of barber you're just by meeting you. You know what I mean? So, when he says he did a sick, hard part mm-hmm. yesterday and he's trying to get sponsored by someone. Yeah, but see, that's just the difference of it. You know, it's like... like or he name, cuts like, so-and-so's you know, there's hair. There's so many yeah. names of haircuts. You know what I mean? It's the exact same freaking haircuts. You know what I mean? They say they cut Morsi's hair. It's like, there's so many haircuts. They got like story. 10 names. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I might switch barber shrubs. <laughs> <laughs> it's... A, it's, a, it's it's a, a side part, hard part, you know, yeah, comb over, comb over. Um, you know, when I was, when I was uh, coming up, it was a regular haircut. Corte para escuela. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine so, was like a regular boy haircut till you became a man. You felt weird saying it. So yeah. it's just, just a regular haircut. Just a regular a little haircut. little taper in the background. The so little boy's haircut, you know? So, yeah. I mean, but you know, it, it's, there's just, there's not, there's, there's not that much that I don't like about it. Cause like mm-hmm. I said, there's more that I'm a lot more that I love because of barbering you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's like you know i'm just happy to see men back in barbershops no yeah i mean it's your profession that's growing yeah. and growing because it is it's, mm-hmm. it's getting it's kind of going back to what it should have always been yeah because i mean uh, i'm i'm the grumpy old dude when it comes to like barbering she's shit, to get off I mean? my lawn man yeah well you know what i mean but, but it's just like <laughs> i got time for that shit you yeah. know what i mean like you guys are gonna go post pictures go fucking post pictures you know that's not me because mm-hmm. you you're busy cutting hair i'm fu- yeah <coughs> yeah because i am you know i'm busy dude. i'm f- you know it's hard for me to to go take time and yeah go post somewhere in uptown whether you're laying down on a bench <laughs> well just, like, any, what the just fuck anywhere, anywhere you know like hair. any shop you know but that's the thing you could always take post pictures of you holding a straight razor really cool looking and you know like really, that like yeah. perfect angle of it or something like perfect yeah, but lighting see, but that's that's takes you know, about 30 minutes to set up the shot <laughs> you know that's just you know some people are into shit like that i'm not into shit like yeah. that well yeah since you're you're on since we you and i are both on the outside the periphery of this whole situation right, right. i mean what, what what do you see as Potential threats. I'd like to know. <laughs> Potential. We see, and again, this is coming from a customer. But the way I see is is um, just in certain aspects. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Just the oversaturation of it, and the wrong people representing it. Because mm-hmm. you'll see certain people. I mean, you'll look at pictures of this guy from three years ago. Mm-hmm. He's just like a regular Joe Schmo graduating barber college, and then all of a sudden, he is fully tattooed every inch of his body, and mm-hmm. within two years, and traveling the world. Mm-hmm. 
and you're thinking, how the fuck? I think is that we happen? know. I think we both have verified this this case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And then so, the sad part is not just one, you know. Yeah. And then I guess me, I'm a different generation. It's probably why I'm, you know, grumpy old man status. Yeah, to, but to, you you notice that because that's as a customer, yeah. I just see who I would go to. And then me with tattoos, I've been getting tattooed for 14 years. Mm-hmm. I have a quarter sleeve and a full sleeve. To me, the tattoos tell a little bit of a story of your life. They're experiences, you know. You see a guy with a lot of tattoos. In my day growing up, you see a guy with a lot of tattoos, like, fuck, that guy has a story to tell. Yeah. Now you got guys, when did you start getting tattooed? Two years ago. How, okay, A, how did, what are you telling us? A, a, a story the span of two years? Yeah. And they're fully covered. It's like, now you're out of real estate. But you what are you so going to do five years from now? You're only 21, you know? Yeah. You seem so happy when yeah. you have that pain tattoo. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you're, you're so, you're, you're, <laughs> they're in such a rush to look cool, mm-hmm. you know, that it, a lot of it loses its... It's, it's the image, you know? It's, it's and that's image. all it is. It's like, it's dude, I need image. followers and I need to be an awesome barber so I need to get tattooed within a fucking year mm-hmm. and I have to be fully covered. Ink poisoning. That's, yeah, seriously. No, and that, that's, that, that's the... <laughs> that's the term? <laughs> it, it, it possibly could be. I think that's something we should no, look and into. And even with your tattoo artist, you establish a... You know, a, a friendship with him too, because after so many years, you're going in there. Same thing as barbershop banter. You sit there, you talk, you joke. This year, family grow. You know, and it's yeah, you know, know. it's it's always funny, dude. Because like we'll get like reviews on Yelp, and it's mm-hmm. like you can tell these people don't feel comfortable in a barbershop. <clears throat> so they probably used to go go somewhere else to get mm-hmm. a haircut, and then they come to a barbershop like ours, and they're like, "You didn't yeah. hold my hand when I sat down." Yeah, we well, didn't. It's just you, you didn't know, coddle me. He didn't have Maker's Mark. It's just like, you know, they like we have a, also a funny review. I wanted 15 years. He only had 12 years. What's going on with this? There's a funny review on there that they say that it doesn't seem like the barbers like each other. I'm like, do you fucking, because we're bullshitting with each other. Again. You know, and it was two of my barbers going back and forth and they're fucking banging on each other. Like, dude, you know, that's why no one likes you. This is like, you know, and the at the end of the day, dude, these guys are brothers. They fucking love each other. They fucking pretty much undress each other in the back. I'm not giving no names. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, like they we're well, we're brothers. It's a yeah, brotherhood, yeah, you know, yeah. with the barbershop. So it, it, these people have no idea. You know, well, that's the thing is that people are changing. It's it's these yeah. people that are changing. I mean, yeah, Elias talks about tattoos and stuff, and I'm thinking to myself, I probably hadn't got a tattoo in longer than most people had been alive who go into these mm-hmm. shops or who are the master barbers now. Yeah. And yet, to me, it's like it, it's that thing of some things should be sacred, some things should, and and so maybe in the next five years. A lot of these guys are clowns, whatever they are, yeah. will fall off the face of the the, the industry. They, or has it changed forever? No, that's I, the scary I, part. I mean, you know? I don't want like I, like Hunger Games. Is Hunger Games a project <laughs> a prediction of what's going to happen? Barber games. Is that is that the future? You know, and I mean, I don't want to see anyone <laughs> fail. You know what I mean? So like, when it comes to that, it's just you don't you know, want to be a hater. No, I'm not. I'm not going to be a hater because it's like. <laughs> That's what they see. That's what they Word. say about people yeah. that that I actually ta- I will speak the shit. truth. That yeah, when you speak your mind, you're just a hater. Yeah, oh, just a hater. You, that's that's your rebuttal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My feelings get, are always hurt. always get, always hurt people's feelings because I I don't have no filter. You know, when it where's comes the to, where's the love? Barber love. Or even right now, this this conversation like oh, just a hater. Fucking yeah, those guys are like old. Just a hater. Yeah, <laughs> those guys not, are old. They're not hip. They're not fucking. They don't have. They're old. Look at that green his beard. They don't have man buns. Yeah. They don't wear men's capris. They're not supposed to boost each other by making fun mm-hmm. of each other. Yeah. They don't wear mediums. Have you had a bad day today? Well, I'll blow you really quick, buddy, because you're my pal. Here's your participation award. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Participation That's not award. fair. You get it. You guys were in last place. We still get a trophy. That's not fair. That's the everybody wins mentality. <laughs> no, but I mean, that's the thing is we're with barbering. It is such a beautiful and ancient, ancient, yeah, ancient profession. Is. You know, it's that it some, does feel like it's something that needs protecting. You know, it's like, you bar- know what I mean? Like, it's crazy to hear. Like you read stories and most like 
early politicians, mayors, mm-hmm. uh, sorry about that, uh, mayors and, you know, city leaders and stuff, they were all like started off as barbers. You know, you Trump's, know I mean? Trump's, uh, I believe his grandfather. Is a barber? Mm-hmm. Grandfather, great grandfather who came over as an illegal immigrant. Um, wait, wait. What, 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 That's who, impossible. Was a barber? That, was, that was an immigrant. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. refuse to believe that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they came from Bavaria. What? I think so. Yeah, he did. Because I remember I thought, "Ooh, Bavarian cream." I love Bavarian cream. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, this beer came from Bavaria <laughs> from the it's 1300s. Re- it's really good. Don't it, right? Don't make me try to read ingredients it's again. Because Francis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Elias is over here being blind as a bat. Situation. Yeah, Elias. So, what kind of beer are we drinking? This is. Uh, but see, that's the thing with barbering, right? I'm not too it's, familiar with this beer. How does how does a guy whose family or ancestry immigrates illegally to a different country as a barber? Matter of fact, I believe he even opened a barbershop on Wall Street. Yeah, on actual Wall Shit, Street. Fucking dude, look at look at uh, Oprah. Oprah's fucking. Uh, her dad was a barber. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, look at the descendant of a barber. The greatness that comes out of it. Yeah. The O Network. <laughs> the O Network. She could Is pick that up what this happens? show. She could she pick could up pick, the yeah. show. Oprah. Shout Oprah. out. See what Gabriel will give you a, a fade. I'll, I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk barbershop talk. <laughs> I just want to see her boobs. Uh, <laughs> Oprah boobs. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why. Million dollars. Okay. Some, yeah. Uh, million dollars, dude. Uh, have you have you hooked up with a billionaire before? Uh, <laughs> million dollars? No, no. Dude, if you hook up with a, a, it's a billionaire. That's a billionaire. She's right, a right. billionaire. But you're saying a million dollars for what? No, you'll be worth more. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, I thought it was like a proposal. Oh, so I, I know you do it for yeah. a, a buck. <laughs> okay, a Big Mac. Too low. Yeah. Egg McMuffin. Oh, I do like Egg McMuffins though. Egg McMuffins are tasty. <laughs> but see, that's the thing with barbering is that it's if. And I think there has to be some truth in yeah. what what we say and what we do. I mean, even myself, I've I've come to learn, and I've made regret. I've had I've made mistakes and, and have regrets in dealing with individuals where I look back and go, "Fuck, I just made that individual totally credible, and now people believe in their skill or whatever or yeah. their representation of this profession." That it, you know, and yet I meet guys like. Uh, when I did 120 years of barbering the documentary, you know, Frank and Fred, who are like some of the most magical people that you could meet. Yeah. 49 and since 1949, 1960, and they don't have social media, but they are the most amazing guys that you go, Mm -hmm. I want to sit here for hours and just shoot the shit. Cool fucking stories. and, and And probably listen more than talk just to be around you, to just see you whatever, be 90 some years old and uh you know drink and cuss like a sailor mm-hmm. you know and checking out everyone you know yeah hottie that comes in the bar See, with you you and, know and, that's badass yeah and it's like dude they, these guys they fucking lived you know what i mean like they have these fucking amazing stories you know and mm-hmm. some of these dudes now they they're they're they weren't trying to make those stories that's just what happened now these dudes are trying to make stories you know what i mean so well they they don't have they're buying their history yeah. or they're trying to invent it mm-hmm. versus like like you, know, you could sit here and you can tell you know, I mean when, when you sat there and told the story about going for the first time you even said the street that you crossed yeah and i'm thinking to myself that's in history that's authenticity yeah, yeah. that you have they, nobody, you can't go to an antique mall and buy. Yeah, right. You can't have your craftsman buddy that's working yeah, with you leather or whatever. It creates something totally cool for you mm-hmm. that makes you authentic, and you put it in your shop or whatever. You actually have that 
lineage, mm-hmm. history. You can't buy experience. No. And that's what it is. But These people are, right? Pretend, oh, and the thing is, nobody calls them on the bullshit. That's the problem. They, I'll see things and I think, oh, there's no way. This guy's going to be eating alive. Because had he been in our generation, they would have ripped him in your asshole. Mm-hmm. But no. Dude, you're so awesome. So cool. Fucking Rad. Man. I'm thinking, what in yeah, the well, shit? Yeah, well, you know, there's like, like we kind of, nowadays it's like being a biter. You know, I hate to use the term, <laughs> the biter term, you know. Well, it's so like it, rad, like the word rad. Yeah. I rem- we, you would have been like, you would have had a tooth knocked out growing up, right? If you said the word rad, or if you said awesome, yeah. you would have like, been like, that's not a tic tac, that's your tooth. Spit it yeah. out. They just hit you. They just You know what I mean? You. you but nowadays, yeah, I see that, and it's nothing against you, man. If you're out there using those words, that's awesome right yeah. i think it's pretty fucking rad that thing, it's, yeah, rad. it's pretty it's, it's rad because i'm like i was there when it first came around the first time <laughs> and people like us we were a girl it wasn't i cool. saw that on the bottom of a skateboard <laughs> yeah and that's the thing there's there's certain there's certain words that certain that that were used and i guess it was okay in the context it was using it was using mm-hmm. it was used <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but was, here goes Elias. But now you know, bite, biting. He had a couple beers. <laughs> he had a couple beers. One set of wheels is off the track. Yeah, but that's the thing, you know. Like being, but now nowadays, being a biter is is it's okay now. You know, I don't even mind biter. I just hate that fucking word hater. That's like an hater. <laughs> Every time you guys have heard something at the table, I will say who, but that's Elias <laughs> to the right. <laughs> Just watch the video and you'll see it. I'm the maybe, fuck up. Maybe I'll put a little. I'm a the little, Frank the Tank. A, a little graphic that says like, "Bam." Or Jennifer told me, like "Don't, Batman. don't drink today." I said, "No." What do you mean? She I have told coffee you don't in drink. my hand. This well, is. I walked out the four packs of the <laughs> don't, don't of the offshoot. <laughs> no, her exact words. When I was walking, I was like, "Maybe you should Uber over there." I said, "Come on, this is just a gift. I'm not going to drink it." <laughs> and I didn't. They're sitting still, in the cooler still. There. I've been drinking his beer, not the beer I brought. But see, that's a cool thing too. Even with barbering, when you go into a barbershop, people need to understand it's the vibe, the vibe of the barbershop. Mm-hmm. Not only, oh, they didn't have craft beer on tap. Oh, I'm walking out of here or whatever. He doesn't do hard parts mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck people want to sit there yeah. and invent. It, it is. It's going to a place that you find is your third place, your place that you can call where you can be yourself, that you can sit there and just relax be a be a man. I mean, and maybe there's some people that are sitting there thinking, "Oh, but that's like you know misogynist pigs." And well, you know what? Whatever. Then you don't have to go. Yeah, it's, it's America. It's not your. It's shop. America. You are free. Yeah. To go, I don't expect the shop to change for me. No. Oh wait, I walked in. Now I need this service. You don't I, walk into a fucking uh, uh, Big D's Burgers that has amazing hamburgers mm. and go, "Well, I want fucking chicken. Make me chicken." You know, yeah, you yeah. wouldn't walk. Who would do that shit? I've asked him for gender neutral restrooms. <laughs> I put in that request. I'm not sure. The bidet? Because I feel it's offensive. He wants a bidet. Yeah, he, he's, offensive. You know, he's a perv though, dude. He wants to go in there when they're taking a piss, you know? No, like, I come out. I'm like, who left the toilet seat up? I get pissed. Everyone knows I like to sit down when I pee. <laughs> yeah, so I, are, I had, I had to bring two ply toilet paper because this guy. Dude, so. Yeah, you guys are haters. You, you guys, guys are, are haters. haters. He's like, I like dingleberries. You guys are haters. Yeah. <laughs> no. you know, but like I, I, I want I, vegan toilet paper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> organic it, vegan toilet organic paper. Vegan, yeah. No, but the other thing, animal. right, is, is that we can't, as a society, we cannot go there because then what's left? Yeah. Then pretty soon I mean, like, everybody's doing You know, I. It, it's just a matter of what shop you're going to be at, you know? You know, uh, most, you know, like I said, it's just now and or. People go to places where they like, you know, where they feel comfortable. And 
my shop is not going to be a cup of tea for most people, you know. And you serve tea? No, <laughs> actually, we just got a new Keurig. I think it does serve tea. Oh man, what? It's going Dude, down. Dude, oh, we got this man. awesome water cooler, high tech. What? Yeah, it's high tech, built-in Keurig. In They're it. giving it. Drink coffee, so. Damn, yeah. We sold is that out. what we it is? Sold out. They're giving we sold it. Out. Next, a panini maker. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Uh, no, no, uh, what, charcuterie? Gross, I did. What is it called? Yeah. What is it? <laughs> charcuterie, what is it called? Charcuterie or something? Where they have like all the fancy little meats and the cheeses oh, and like, oh, yeah. olives yeah. and like what? Is no, this you don't a, want us touching your food. The meal? There's hair everywhere. All the cold cuts, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and- um, But at what point do you sit there as a shop and go, okay, I, I know it's about convenience and it's about providing a service and an environment. I mean, because I don't know, you, you serve beer? Um, we, yeah, we give beer. complimentary, uh, yeah, right? complimentary beer. Um, yeah, we usually, only to the cool people. No, uh-huh. it, it, like it's, it's for the guys that know, you know, cause yeah. a lot of people don't drink. Yeah. And you know, and I, I don't like to, I don't like to offer, uh, beers to people and then they're like, oh, I don't drink. But you don't know what they're going through. He might be a recovered alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Off a wagon. He's in an uncomfortable you know, situation. No, you, know, like, you kind of leave it alone. Yeah. Like, like, you kind of know time, if you first, want it, cool. If not, yeah. First time people, when they go to the shop, they don't know the vibe, you know? And yeah. Even like the second time, guys will come in like, hey, is it cool if I drink a tall book can here? And they'll come in with their paper bag and I'm like, hey, bro, you can take it off, dude. Don't even trip. Yeah. You know? And they will have an idea of who he is when the sip comes in. So yeah. Hey, would you like a beer? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then it's... after that, they kind of know, you know, we always have the, the fridge stocked, you know, later in the weekend, it gets a little lighter, but you know. And to be quite honest, in my opinion, if you're a fucking barbershop hopper, you don't deserve a goddamn beer when you go in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because if you don't know, well, then, yeah, you don't deserve a fucking you know, beer. And it's like, like, How long's your wait? Oh, I'm out of here. I'm going to go to so and so up the block. You know, yeah. You like, we have, this, we have this, it's, it's this funny thing, dude. And I, I wish I would have thought of this. One of my guys, I don't know who it was, they were like, Have you noticed everyone that ever walks into the barbershop, like, how long's the wait? They usually don't stay, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, it's like kind of like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How long is the wait? Well, if you don't have, okay, so, you have so to ask that question. So you, when you, you walk know, in, when they walk in, I, I, I've, I've often thought of this as not only somebody who kind of documents barbering and whatever, uh, but also as a customer. When somebody walks in, what is it that they should experience as a barber? And then I want to hear as a customer, what should they experience the moment they walk through that door? Ah, uh, greet, hello, good morning. So an acknowledgement. Good morning, how are you? Like we, we fucking see you. Yeah, you exist. Yeah, you know, and and you know, it's just um, greeting your your customers. You know, they're gonna pay you for a service or not, so you might as well be grateful for it. You know, so so what does that feel like, Liz, as a customer when you walk in? Whether you've gone to that shop for the last eight years, when you walk in, I'm, I'm telling you, if I walk into the shop after eight years, I don't get a fucking greet. I'm walking right outside. I try to mm-hmm. hide from him now. Yeah. That's how long it's been. You know? yeah. But 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 Gabriel did say when he first saw you that he desired to cut your hair. I think exact words were so. desired. <laughs> so I'm back story. now. Those story. exact story. words were desired. But, but what I mean is is that and you Leah actually he's all here, Elias. Uh, I don't want to get hair on your shirt. Why don't you take your shirt off? <laughs> Wait, he's already have it off. What are you talking about? It's been off. I'm ready to rock and roll. Uh, my thing as a customer walking in, yeah, being greeted, and then if you're new to the barbershop, you kind of want to get an understanding. I mean, yeah, what's going? Do we on? sign in? Do we not? Yeah. Like, what's the deal? Like, hey, have a seat, man. You know, just yeah. you know, get an like, a visual of who's waiting. Yeah, and, it's a word you know? like we're like for in our shop, our customers kind of usually help them out. You know, the new people with yeah. that, and and like because they'll come in and they'll ask, hey, do we sign in? Oh no, I'm just going to have a seat. You know, we have three chairs that are on walk-ins, and then three chairs that are on appointments on certain days. So I'll tell them, hey, we have three chairs that are taking walk-ins. These are the chairs, and these. Three on an appointment. So if you're waiting for one of these guys, you'll have to have an appointment on certain mm-hmm. days, you know? So it's just a way, you know, like, for example, dude, I've only been doing p- appointments now for like, what, it's been like three years? Yeah. Three, three and a half years or so now? Because mm-hmm. I was just doing walk-ins before, and then it got to the point where... And he started doing appointments on... This is this is when you know who your, your, um, your 
true clients are. Mm-hmm. He started appointments on Wednesday mornings yeah. before opening. Yeah. Like I so would, you would be there between 7, 8, 9 o'clock in the morning yeah, to well, get a haircut. Shit, you know what, dude? No, I used to do appointments. When I started doing them, I would do them before. And then after, I would after do them closing. on my days off. Hmm. Well, see, I, I think in, in, in their shops, I think with appointments or not appointments, I think it's up to the whatever the yeah. business model that works, right? Yeah. Because of whatever people got restrictions, but for time. But I think also it's it is when you walk in. That is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. You could have the best coffee maker, French press, blah blah blah, biscottis you're serving. It it don't mean shit. Barbershops have that? Yeah. <laughs> Are they nearby? Shut up. I want to go. I don't, know, <laughs> you know? I don't even like coffee, but Betty's and Manny's cures. <laughs> but um, you know, to me it's it's about that customer that they're gonna feel because they're coming in with cash. Mm. Everybody or whatever, you accept cards or whatever payment method you do electronically. Cube, yeah, anything you need. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, food Google stamps, pay. you know, whatever. Just pay EBT. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, whatever it is, it, that's what I think. And I've talked to a few barbers that are really, you know, whatever superstars that are young, and I, you know, and I kind of see their vibe. They earned it though. Yeah, they, they earned it. They, they come from very four long years in heritage. the biz, four years yeah, of hard work in the yeah. biz, four four years in three shops. But um, <laughs> uh, so, but you know, and I and I and I tell them honestly, like this is a customer service based industry. Yeah. I don't know if they reinforced that in college or barber school yeah. or your, whatever you did or anybody who's mentored you, which they probably haven't because you're that good that you, you set the standard, but that it's a customer service based industry. And if, and when barbershop barbering goes back to like pre two thousands, that it's still back to, you know, not crowded and full and the hip thing to do. Who's going to be with you? Yeah. Because you were on tour, you were, guest spotting in different parts of the country or California or wherever you're from that they have to realize that each person it's not just a relationship yeah but it is a they help you pay your bills yeah they help put food on your table pay your mortgage your car payment put gas in your car so don't be a dick don't be like you almost want to like and it's going to be hard for them to move on to the next fad when they mm -hmm. have an oster machine tattooed on their fucking face (laughs) (laughs) you know all of a sudden now you're a chef it's like i'm like can you not make my big mac please Uh i want the other guy with no (laughs) oster 76 tattooed on their face (laughs) where's the cord cut (laughs) where did the cord go (laughs) he's a the cord goes to the back of your neck (laughs) it goes directly to my heart yeah i mean but see that's like that's just part of the everything's changed i mean you know, it's so different you know back in in you know when i first started getting here if there was barbershops as now mm-hmm. like you know how uptown has like uptown itself what was it like 13 14 no, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's more than that there's a lot there's of shops you know and, I, and I, i'm not saying i was the first barbershop there like i'll never say that because there's plenty of barbers that were doing excellent barbering before i got there you know and you know there was um was it the kyle's they've been in with here for a long time Kyle's, those guys do they do great work you know Frank like, goes was in there yeah, Franco's was down the street from us. Um, mm-hmm. Jesse, uh, who now has a shop in uh, La Habra. There was also yeah, those guys, salon-type barbershops like that. Was that Cutting Edge? Yeah, you know, and then those are, you know, I was just speaking, like, when I say when I came into Whittier, there was no one doing traditional barbering like what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Like, and you're talking probably, even within that area. Like yeah, and, I'm just, and that's the thing. Like, man, Whittier, you know, just. Uh, those two shops, Tocayos and Jesse's, they were holding it down forever, you know, and, mm-hmm. and um. Uh, what's the shop on uh, Franco's? But it was uh, what was his name? Bob, Bill. Yeah, he was an. It was an older man, right? Yeah, Joe. It was Joe. Was it Joe? 
I remember I walked in and I was younger and this is this which was cool. He had like an old school feel. I walked in and just based on my age, he oh, said, "Oh man, I'm going blank." But uh, uh, there, there was an old barber there, and those guys held it down yeah. earlier, you know. And like Jesse and them, like I talked to those guys, you know, and he's a cool guy. I don't know anyone from the Kyle's Barbershop. But um, like all those guys, like they've been doing barber, like they're still in business, they're still thriving, you know, they're still doing great haircuts, and they're still doing all that stuff. And like I don't have no beef with no barbershops. Well, let's put it this way: different clientele too. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing, you know, is this because all of our all of our clients are different, and that's like the best part about it. Because as me as a barbershop owner, when I came in, dude, I got no no uh, feedback from those guys. You know, no negative that I heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, unless I hear it, you know, of course you might hear it from customers, but if I don't hear it from the individual's mouth, I don't I'm not gonna yeah, judge anyone it. on that. You know what I mean? And the same for me, you know, so Well it's not only the the like when I had the uh Mr. Abe here uh, from Japan, I go, Oh, I'll take you around a couple shops, right? <clears throat> and in Whittier you can almost step out of one and almost step into mm-hmm. another. I mean some of them are really close. I mean we didn't get that far into all the shops that he wanted to visit because that's how many yeah. <laughs> there is yeah it is and it's not i mean obviously everybody's making money <clears throat> <clears throat> that's how they're keeping you know the lights on and the doors open so i mean there's enough money but i think it's figuring out what is your long-term plan and maybe yeah. barbers i mean do you think a young barber coming into the profession should go what is my long-term plan or do i just bleed it dry and get as much as you i know, can like see that's you know that's when i uh, side topic from you know like me as a barber own shop owner because there's two things two hats I wear with the barbershop owner and then a barber because I still cut hair every mm-hmm. freaking day you know I work sometimes I work Monday through Saturday and then you know there's days where I work a couple days during the week and I work Wednesday through Saturday you know and you know Saturdays are my days off and I'm still working and when I go into when I ha- talk to a barber about working with me it's always been we're not I'm not your boss yeah I am your boss technically, but at the end of the, the end of the day and the beginning of the day, we come into this as business partners, you know, and mm-hmm. we're doing this as a team, you know, as much as you need the shop, I need you and let's make some money together, you know, and at the same time, let's have fun, you know, cause you know, and, and I try to coach my guys, you know, I have, you know, young barbers right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the oldest barber I have now is, uh, Todd and he's been with me seven. Oh, I'm sorry. What are we, eight years? So he's going on eight years now, and I'm going on nine years with the shop. And he's been with me, like, the longest, you know? And before that, I had Troy, you know, the guy who first cut Elias's hair. Oh, I was going to say names. But Troy's, you know, those guys were, you know, they're an amazing team. And then, you know, God bless, you know, R.I.P. to Art, you know? He was another barber that... Art was a phenomenal barber, man. We had a couple setbacks, you know, during when we first started. So, you know, that was a big one, you know? My plan as a barbershop, you know, or uptown kind of changed at that. You know, I had to take a back seat, you know, to my family, which was, you know, his younger brother, you know, because I've known I cut hair, you know, with art probably like seven of the eight years that we were barbers, you know. So we did a lot of, you know, I don't know. You never get to me- got to meet him, but mm. he was um an amazing barber, dude. Yeah. You know, one of those guys that was quiet. Man, a few words, but his work's work spoke for itself. Yeah. yeah, and he was just, you know, I was blessed, you know, and, and the thing about him, like, I've always, you know, you hear a lot of like barbers have issues with other barbers, like you know who's better, and they start talking shit on each other, and you know they're fucking trying to fucking cut each other, do all this stupid bullshit out in the streets, you know. It's like, dude, what the fuck are you guys doing? Do you need to build each other? You know, don't break each other, you know. And I've always been blessed to be around barbers that built me, you know what I mean. So we used to battle it out when we used to work in Cudahy together. You know, he left the barbershop, and 
I didn't have that feed there anymore or that fire there, you know, to, to cut hair. Cause I'm, you know, have, mm-hmm. I mean, not saying I didn't have no competition with other barbers are there cause it wasn't a competition, but the, the thing yeah, I had with art, we know we had a friendly competition yeah. and it was, we bettered each other. Mm-hmm. You know, we were, we were a compliment of each other in barbering, you know, it's, and now when I build my, when I talk to my barbers, you know, I, I try to build them for success in this industry. You know what I mean? Not just to, Hey, let's do this, you know, and you know, they want to focus on social media. Go ahead and do that. But I'm not here. So to is it a that. game or a hustle? It's none. It's neither. You know, it's, it's a lifestyle to an extent. It's not a lifestyle. It's to an extent. It's, it's what I yeah. do for a living, for a living. It's not what I do to live. You know what I mean? I have my wife and my kids and everything else is associated from the barbershop from that. Well, let me show you your barbershop. The, because one of the things that I, all right that's now that you picture. said it's bare, yeah. So this is when you were. I think that's that's when I yeah, first just opened, opened up. up. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. A, that's the most. That uh, was during that photo shoot from. Um, yeah. Oh well, yeah. Well, there it is. Look at that, Juno. That's 2016. Well, one of the things I wanted to point out about the barbershop was your logo. Yeah. Because it struck me right now that you said it's a lifestyle, <clears throat> right? Because you yeah. have. You know, you still your family and everything else, right? Mm-hmm, you can't yeah. be like, hey, guys, we're going to hair competition. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. You got to go be a family man mm-hmm. still. But it struck me when you said that because this logo that you had designed, tell me about it. How did it come about? Um, I didn't actually, I came up with the idea. My friend Mondo Islas is the one who did all the artwork for it. Um, amazing, amazing artist, tattoo artist out here in uh, Santa Ana. I'm sorry, Anaheim. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that symbol has been in my life, you know, with the, the Vita, you know, my mm-hmm. whole life. You know, my mom, my grandmother, they prayed to her, you know, when everything was bad. And um, so it's always been an image. And, you know, one day I was trying to think, and it's, it's not our actual logo, logo, our actual logo is that other one that we have. Mm-hmm. But this is one of our popular designs that we've done on our shirts, you know, and it's become a symbol for our shop because, you know, it's been, it's shit, shit's been there since like 2010, I think we've done that. We had that logo, you know, so. Yeah, when we're talking about the logo, it is and a it, barber and pole. Yeah, it's a barber pole, and it looks like it's in the shape of the the Virgin Mary. You know, it's in mm-hmm. Catholics, it's like a big deal. You know, so so it almost makes his shop and barbering sacred, in the sense where well, you know, recently I saw another another logo very similar to this. But uh, anyways, okay, go ahead. Um, but you know, it like must I be said, original. There must be original. But I, like I said, don't be a hater. Like that, that <laughs> it's, it's always been a, a an, an image that's been in my <laughs> my life. You know, and all I really did is one day I'm just kicking back thinking of ideas for a shirt, shooting around the shit, and you know, I'm looking at Virgin Mary when I need something, you know what I mean? Because it's something, you know, it's always been in my mom, you know, she to this day, mm-hmm. my on my grandmother's gravesite, it's the Virgin Mary. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it was just like, man, I need something that's going to make get catch the eye for, like, the shop, you know? And boom, I was like, you know what, dude? What if we replace the image? And, dude, I still have the paper that I trace because I can't draw for shit. Mm-hmm. I traced it on tracing paper, you know, the shape of the barber pole, and then I... I traced another uh, Virgin Mary, and then I, I told my friend, like, dude, this is what I have. Dude. And, you know, sure enough, Mondo comes back, and it's fucking amazing artwork, you know? Mm-hmm. And the original, the actual, that design that we have out there is not the original piece. That's the second version of it. Um, the, the first one, I was kind of afraid to put it out because I was afraid of, like, the surrounding area of Whittier. Like, so, you know, it's very conservative like, to mm-hmm. an extent in the older generation. I don't want no one to get all crazy with it. And there was, like, these two little... There was like two little uh, angels or that looked like cholos, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it would have changed the whole Im- image of that of that logo. 
but I still have the artwork and it's fucking I, I personally like the original one better than this one but this is what we had to deal with it. well you could release it yeah, I'll take uh, it as your yeah we can we can I mean it's the 10th anniversary yeah well it's coming up pretty soon we're going on our ninth year now in business well, see, that, that's the thing I think the image captures that I, for me was when you said that I thought about it because there is that sense of the sacredness of, yeah, of, and, of and what you do yeah and that's exactly what it is it's something I've you know I've, I grew up a barber you know at the same time you know I was uh, I started barber school at 18 mm-hmm. I was 19 by the time I was licensed and then I got licensed on a I think on a Monday or Tuesday or something and I started working in the barbershop on a Wednesday morning mm-hmm. that's next day you know I didn't fucking hesitate I just started working and then that's when I really started to learn, you know, what it takes to be a barber. I knew how to cut hair to an extent, but then it's just observing and, and watching and keeping up my, like, you know, I still learn to cut hair, even from these younger guys, you know, that don't have as much experience, but they have different techniques and mm-hmm. I learn from it. So, but that, yeah, it's very, something I hold very, very sacred. You know, I have it tattooed on my hand, you know, cause it's mm-hmm. just, you know, something that I really, you know, I, I cherish, you know what I mean? It's I think that's something that the younger guys, yeah, they need to they need to realize that, you know, sometimes you don't need to to speak so loudly. Yeah. You know, just walk with a big stick. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that's fine sometimes because you know it's it's gotten to you where you have. I mean, this barbershop that you have now, how many chairs are in there? Uh we have six. We're actually looking for a barber right now. Mm-hmm. Um so we have six guys right now working, you know, with myself included. We have room for two more, so we're just, you know, I, I don't like to throw in barbers right off the bat. Like, I could have filled up the whole spot, you know, but mm-hmm. I don't like to do that to my shop, you know, because as a shop, I don't like to pull clients and it, it's just... Too much a, change. Yeah, yeah, it's too much at one point, at one time. So, you know, I do things in stages, you know, because I, I just, I've been doing this shit for a long time, so it's, I've noticed the trend of my business and how to improve it and, and uh, fix things. And like the shop looks nothing like this. Now you got to, you, did you yeah, see yeah, yeah. the display case yeah. down on that? So it looks completely different now, but you know, I, I back to the logo, it's just, you know, the image itself, you know, it, it's pretty much what I believe in, you know, everything's right there. You know, my family represented the four roses, you know, it was, you know, it was for my grandparents, you know what I mean? So like the roses Mondo threw those in there and that's what that image became to me. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. you know, my mother, it's always, she's always, you know, when it comes to that image, that's the first person I think of, you know what I mean? So it's a, have it hanging in my mirror. It's on my register, you know, the same thing. It's all, she's, she's, she's everywhere in my shop. You know what I mean? So, and, and you know, the crazy part is like, I'm not like the most religious person, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, you know, my, my upbringing, that's the way I was brought, you know, brought up to believe yeah, in something, yeah. you know? So, so if you had to give advice to guys that were, thinking about going into barbering or just getting out of barber college what would that be um there's a lot uh first of all you know focus you know focus on on being a barber you know everything else will come into play later you know Mm -hmm. i mean whether it be your business and all that because you're gonna suck when you get out of barber school you may have an upper hand on a lot of barbers when they get out of school but at the same time you have a lot to learn so you know just focus learn everything possible take everything in you know be respectful to the to the tradition of barbering you know don't try to uh overwhelm yourself trying to get involved with this you know piece of don't try to change mm-hmm. anything about it it's, it's been going for thousands of years mm-hmm. and you had to just improve yourself not it's the whole you know what i mean it, it's just my thing is you learn 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 I've always told you, like I said, I still learn to this day mm-hmm. about cutting hair. And I've, you know, focus 
this is the hardest thing to do when you're cutting hair because it, it's money sucks when you first start. <laughs> like seriously, it yeah, does. you're building a clientele. Yeah, you're building a clientele. You're trying to uh, you're trying you're trying to make money. You know, because you know, I was fortunate enough I didn't have to pay for any of my school. And dude, I started this whole barbery thing, you know, for free. I paid like mm. six hundred bucks for my toolkit. Mm. You know, because I was fortunate enough to they had a program when I was in a out of high school and I qualified for it. So it was awesome. You know what I mean? I got into this thing and I fucking loved it. Mm. You know, it's like, but you know, for the younger barbers, you know, it's just work. You know, work. You have to work hard. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like the stuff they don't tell you about in barber school is. Staying out late to cut hair, waking up early to cut hair, you know, being away from, you know, you get, when you start, you're going to miss a lot of birthday parties, you know, for friends, cousins, you know, you're going to be late to mom's birthday. You're going to, you know, if you're really serious about cutting hair, this is what it's going to take. Yeah, it consumes, yeah. It's going to overwhelm you. Like, dude, there was a point in my life where all I saw was hair everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, I couldn't, like, I used to get into, people would always, what are you looking at? You know, I'm staring them down. I'm like, dude, I'm just looking at your hair. Sorry, dude, I cut hair for a living. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm just looking at your fade. You know, I'm trying to see. And, you know, back then it was, we didn't have the internet. So we had to look, you know, out and what's out in the street. Like mm-hmm. the trends were, were started in the hood, you know. Yeah, and I was yeah. fortunate enough to work in one. You know, I worked in the city of Cudahy and it's a square mile. You know, it was like eight gangs in a little place. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So all the hood, all the ghetto stuff, it happened there, you know. Yeah. And I learned what came with that was style. Mm. You know, so like we had to search out all these outlets. And then at one point for myself, for the barbering game, it changed for me where I was like, you know, I'm tired of fucking fades and lineups and tapers. You know, I want to start doing more on the traditional side. And this is probably like my fourth year in. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been doing this, like focusing on traditional haircuts since I was like 23, 24. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, the younger generation just needs to stay focused and focused. Uh, learn and respect the, you know, respect the, the tradition mm-hmm. of barbering. You know what I mean? Like everything yeah. that entails about being a barber, it's not just about making money. You can make money, plenty of money. Yeah. Me. Yeah. There's the money's out there to be made. Cause yeah. has, you've been around barbering for a hell of a long time. Yeah. And as a customer, if, if you had to, if you walked into a shop, what's the one thing you would tell these young guys? What would I tell them? Yeah. You've been around it. You've seen it. Yeah. Fo- focus more on what's important. Yeah. Don't try to completely reinvent everything or change everything and do everything. Then mm-hmm. uh, what I what's weird about a lot of a lot of things that have existed for a long time is there's always that newer and harder generation that tries mm-hmm. to change things or, or reinvent it. Just continue as it is. If you want to adapt certain things to, it, I think it'd be great. But focus on what's important. Taking care of your customers, uh, giving a quality cut and a quality experience when you go mm-hmm. in there. I don't give a shit what kind of tattoos you have. I don't care what you look like. I just want you to give me a good cut and some. Good back and forth, like good talk, mm-hmm. you know. All everything mm-hmm. else is an added bonus, um, and that's really all I would say. Just focus yeah. on what it yeah, is that's going to make you successful. You know, like another thing too is like I've changed from when I first started to mm-hmm. now. You know, like I've grown into a different person. You know, I, I became a more knowledgeable man. You know, yeah, businessman too. Yeah, and that's the thing. And you know, people don't realize like, dude, this is the first time. I, this is my first barbershop. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I went from working for someone for nine years, and then I opened up a shop. I didn't bounce around all kinds of shops because, you know, now it seems like a lot of barbers bounce around everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. that's the other thing. All these young barbers, try to stay in one place. Mm-hmm. One place is all you need to Plant build your feet. Yeah. yeah. Plant your feet and, you know, and, and give it time and it'll flourish into this great, great business for yourself, you know, because you don't need to bounce around. Don't chase customers. Let mm-hmm. them chase you, you know, and because at the end of the day, I'd rather have a customer who chases me than I want to have to chase down mm-hmm. because that means he didn't he's coming for a service that I only I can provide. Mm-hmm. And 
at the same time, you know, these gentlemen need to start to realize that as a customer, as a consumer, you know what I mean? Like they need to realize this stuff, you know, but the, the barbers, you know, like I say, they just, they bounce around nowadays and there ain't nothing. I'm not saying that's not a, a way to do it, but you have to focus because that means you're not focused. You're looking mm-hmm. at everyone else's plate rather than yours. Like, like, uh, my brother out there, Danny Becerra out there in uh, San Jacinto, mm-hmm. him area. Mm-hmm. He had said, um, if he sees a barber who's moved around a lot, he knows that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. And it's not because like, oh, I moved because my mom had cancer and I had yeah. to go to a different city. So I had to switch shops. But he goes, I see that as a red flag because it's that person trying to find, trying to change the shop they're at mm-hmm. to the way they want. Yeah. And if they don't get what they want, they leave. They leave. Or they they go on tour and they lose customers and you know quite honestly I and I'd say that without hesitation I would not let a barber cut my hair who goes on tour. Hmm. What are you gonna do next time? Yeah. Get so out there? Do, what do I yeah. do exactly? And do you want me go to Supercuts and it's or do you want me yeah. go to another barber? You know what I mean? To me, that is like a big. And and if you're out there touring and being the celeb and whatever signing autographs, enjoy while well lasts. God bless you, man. Enjoy I'm happy well for you. Yeah. Whatever. That's not my cup of tea, mm-hmm. as Gabriel would say. Yeah. That's not my thing, man. Because the industry will change again. Mm-hmm. It's nothing is forever. Yeah. Barbering will always exist. The ones that will survive are the ones that have planted their roots and set a good foundation mm-hmm. in the community. Here's Elias talking about traveling to Maywood just to get a haircut. Yeah. This is before even other people believe, oh, no, I was the first one who people traveled, whatever, 20 or 30 miles to get my haircut. Whatever. No, you're not the first. You're not the last. Just like you. I'm sure you have people that come from out of Whittier yeah. to your barbershop. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is, and these are things that people need to hear, whether it hurts their feelings or whatever, their sensitivities, that barbering is not new. And there's people, like you said, all over the world doing this tradition. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it beautiful. And that, I mean, that logo, it really does, I think for me, bring it to light to say, hey, man, people take this as a sacred thing. You wouldn't go into church and sit there and like, you know, be cussing up a storm in church. Mm -hmm. You would respect it. Yeah. You would take care of it. Because you, there's a sense of understanding. You aren't the first. Yeah, and and you know it's 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 just like I said. It's there's more to it. You know the barber pole itself. It's a big mm-hmm. freaking symbol. There's a lot of messages in that in just that barber pole. You know, and so sometimes when I see dudes, you know, they put black and white barber poles and they're putting green barber poles. Like I've seen the black and white ones around here. And it's like you know my <laughs> thing is like it's like man, you're taking the the tradition out of that. You know, you're mm-hmm. not you're not. You're not representing that to what it's meant to be. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of history in that pool. You know what's amazing about, like you're talking about tradition and history? One of the most amazing things that I've learned about barbering is the one of the oldest histories where we can find barbering is in Egypt. Mm. It's not the oldest. Mesopotamia, you can actually find older. But the most documented is Egypt. They had two distinctions they had the barber mm-hmm. and then they had hairdresser. So they, they distinguished uh, yeah. 7,000 years ago, yeah. two things, two categories, barber, hairdresser. Yeah. The thing that distinguished both of those professions was the razor. Yeah. It still does. The barber hieroglyphic 
was a razor. The one for the other one was a hairdresser was a comb. Yeah. It was a blow So dryer. how in the hell, 7,000 years ago, did they distinguish that, the barber and the hairdresser, and today, yeah. barbering is still distinguished, at least in the state of California, yeah. by the razor. And to me, it's it's that's how amazing this profession is. It's yeah. one of the oldest, it's, the it, most documented yeah, professions. It's, and it's, you know, the, if you think about the most powerful men in the world, there's, you know, some people can even get within feet of a person or look a man in the eye, but yet there'd be this guy cutting his hair, standing two inches from him. Dude, the know? Egyptians, the pharaoh was a god. Mm-hmm. He was a god. Yeah. And imagine being the royal, royal barber. God, yeah. It's like dude, always, you're cutting God. Like I always said, you know, you made it when you become the the president's barber, you know, because it's like, dude, you're cutting the most one of the most powerful men in the world. Imagine hair. running a razor, a straight razor on that. Right now, it's probably the most sought s- after job <laughs> for some. They're about, he, so. he, they're about he, to Sweeney Todd yeah. that situation. Really he he might need a better hairstyle. You know, but it, it's it's a uh, who was it? I think it was like George Burns or something, something like that. And he has this quote, and he's like, you know, uh, too too bad. Uh, all the people with the answers of the world today are too busy cutting hair. Mm. And it's like, what the fuck? that's fucking amazing. George Burns, you know, fucking comedian. I think that's his quote. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, think about it. And there, you know, every situation you go to a barbershop and you hear all the shit of the city, the town, the state, the world. Mm-hmm. And people go in there and they can hear an opinion. And it's probably one of the last places on earth that you go in there and speak your mind and no one's going to actually literally take it, mm-hmm. you know, Unless they let it, you know, a barbershop, you know, my shop doesn't let that happen. You know, everyone comes in, like, we'll talk, we'll have a discussion, and we'll get heated with conversation. But at the end of the day, all right, man, see you, man, see you next time, dude. Thank you. All right, man, see you next time, dude. And that's that's how we leave our yeah, shop. Yeah, yeah, They never hold grudges. We they don't, don't get have, offended or butthurt or No, like we that. don't have, it's, you know, like my shop, <laughs> my shop's not like Coddle that. me. You know, you really messed with my head. How did you know my mom was a whore? <laughs> she only did it while she was in college. She charged twenty dollars. <laughs> but no, you know what I mean. But like, it, it's it's one of those places that you could still be uh, yourself, and you know, and and you know, like even like my shop, I don't, I don't, uh, we don't not let girls like we let girls go into the shop. I don't care. You know I mean, most of these <laughs> girls are coming to get a shop like a dude. Yeah. You know what I mean, and. and and like I tell them, yeah. you know, and, and we have a big, you know, lesbian um, community in our shop. And f- what else are you supposed to get your hair cut if, you know, like, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, the money's money, man. Yeah, I no, mean, it comes see, down to their people. But that's my thing. Like, you, you, she wants a service. Come, come in. I don't care. You know, you're going to pay us for a service that you like, and we're going to give you a haircut that you like. Yeah, it's not like your best friend. I mean, club, we're not going right? to we're not going to give you layers and like, because we don't know how to do that. We're not trained in those. We're not. Yeah. I mean, we could do it, but it's not going to be the best. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. You're better off going to the salon, but we don't cut like longer style women's hair. So yeah. you're not gonna get a, uh, your hair dyed there either. No, it's just you know you come in, you get a haircut, grab a beer, drink some water, fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? Well, that's now, the amazing thing about barbershops, right? That's the amazing thing that continues, and that's why I think what drives people is people are looking for experience. They're looking for that experience and also to build yeah that tradition. Yeah, because I imagine you know in the Egyptian days, you know there's probably barbers and in very important conversations mm-hmm. you know what i mean like right there listening you know because you know when i used to have when i used to work at the other shop i'd be, be like drug dealers in my chair <laughs> and then my next guy coming up is is uh a narcs cop you know and yeah. they have no idea you know i'm not going to say anything you know so 
And it's just like one of those things. You, it's like you know, going to a tattoo shop. You know, same thing. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of bad people there. No one gives a shit. Yeah. But see, in the Egypt times, though, if you were the Pharaoh's barber, that's probably the <laughs> least desirable positions because <laughs> when he died, you died. Yep. Stay alive yeah. forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I'll take you. the one who's 12. Oh, was it you that was telling me about that? That they were like buried in the They were buried tomb around like the tomb of the Pharaohs because so in the afterlife- they needed to look good, so the barber needed to be there to Shh. groom him in the afterlife. Hey, Elias, if you'd pass on that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dog. Busy, uh, rolling hills. Gabriel must die when I die. You're still That's, keeping that Friday appointment. <laughs> <laughs> it's standing. Someone's going to walk in every Friday and just hand you the money, and they walk out. But see, that that's the, that's the history, and that's the amazing part of barbering, whether it's like we were talking earlier about this this print that uh, mid-century gave you know and it's 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 throughout the world yeah it's something that man caveman whether they got the piece of flint and obsidian and flint you know chipped it and were like hey this is razor mm. let me shave and start cutting you know those were the first things that humanity realized and as men it's something we can change over and over yeah facial hair and you know maybe some women deal with that but yeah because you know <laughs> but okay, men I deal with facial like, uh, hair like the Greeks were like the first to like start styling beards and mm-hmm. you know, like they started yeah the Greek the Greek over here to my right. <laughs> yeah, um, they didn't invent everything. <laughs> <laughs> the Romans had the first barbershops. Really? They celebrated yeah. they were uh, well, you know well, what was that that yeah, I'm gonna leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, man, have you guys had a good time? Yeah, absolutely. It was fun. Fun. Yeah, chopping it up, talking about shops, and, and yeah, and everybody listening, we're not we're not butthurt, we're not haters, we're just speaking our opinion. <laughs> it's just an we're, opinion. Everyone has the generation they came from, and yeah. you got an opinion from uh, a customer, you got an opinion from a from a barber. So two different perspectives. We're yeah, not, yeah, yeah. you know. Well, that's the thing that that is the absolute amazing part is that people should be able to freely say. Whether they agree or not, I mean, yeah. I know some people sometimes probably listen and they're like, "This fucking guy over here," that I'm over here, you know, being hurtful to people. But it's not. It's saying, "Look, you're not the first, and you're not the last, yeah. and you're not the best." Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care if the trophy or the WWF belt that they gave you that says you're the best or the fastest it doesn't mean shit in the yeah. real world. Because what makes it is when those customers. If you want to be the celebrity, go for it. God bless you. Travel tour do all these things like yeah. a rock star. That's good. But in, you're never going to be based in reality. You're never going to have like how you guys have the relationship. You're not going to, it's going to be too hard to establish that because yeah. you're bouncing around. But I've had a good time, man. Yeah. Thank you. you know? Likewise. Same here. Thanks for inviting me. It's been a while trying to get Gabriel here. And Hey man, you know what it is? I don't have free time as much. Mm-hmm. I got babies that need butts wiped in. <laughs> and I need grown men that need their hairs cut. Yeah. And I have grown men that <laughs> need their butts wiped. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I never got that service. <laughs> no, but I, right you know, now the guy that was, was doing up his man bun is like, that's not my shop. <laughs> no, but thanks for inviting me. It's awesome, always awesome to be uh, involved with what you've been doing, mm-hmm. especially for the barber industry. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Keeping a, the eye open and keeping it relevant. I guess hurting people's say. feelings. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's it's, a, it's if people's it's feelings are opinion. hurt and they're guilty. Oh, yeah. it's, it's good to hear. Yeah. You know, it's good to hear. You know, for example, like to hear Elias talk and you talk about barbering, barber shops, and what you guys notice. And then from what I observe, it's just completely two different things. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's good uh, because of what you've been doing all these years. You know, yeah. shit. It's 
truly a blessing to be a part of yeah. me. You know what I mean? That's why whenever you call me and I could do it, I could do it. Yeah. We'll so. tell more stories off off record. <laughs> yeah. okay. We'll get of to the tantrums. Yeah, we'll get to the the real talk. Yeah, right now. yeah. But anyways, so you, we'll talk about it when I come back for the second time. <laughs> well, where, 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 where can they find you? Where can they find you? Uh, we're in Uptown Barbers, seventy twenty eight Greenleaf Avenue, mm-hmm. right there, uh, right in the movie next to the movie theater in Uptown. But um, on social media, where can they find you? What's uh, your at our Instagram is Uptown Barbers at Uptown Barbers. Uh, Facebook, same thing. Um, okay. So, you know, we're always there. You know. My shop's traditional barbershop. Come on by if you haven't been already. So, um, great barbers all around. You know, I have a really good team, uh, hardworking. They, uh, they're just like me. You know what I mean? So, uh, it's, I've been blessed to have a good team of barbers. So that's what helps uptown barbers exist. Yeah, and if you just if you just got a haircut, come on by and Gabriel fix it up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no man, well thank you guys for coming by and uh, you know it's good to see you guys and uh, we'll wrap up this episode of the Lodgecast. So make sure you check us out at gentlemen'savenue.com forward slash the Lodgecast on iTunes, Google Play, Instagram at Lodgecast, Twitter at the Lodgecast. So until next time be well my friends. Who's next? <laughs>